Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If there are two constants in video games, it's hype and cancellations. One minute we're all aboard the excitement train, tongues wagging in the wind as we journey towards the big reveal or anticipated showing, the next that train's been cancelled, the station doesn't even exist anymore, and it's bed rest for all to recover. Thing is though, we tend to apply what I'm gonna call phantom hype for something after it's been canned. The collective mind's eye version of something is just instantly the perfect end product, because all we have are the positives and none of the reality. Hell, just look at the cancelled version of Rise of Skywalker, for example, versus the abomination that we ended up with. Anyway, in gaming, certain projects just weren't meant to be, but they're always worth talking about. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 cancelled video games you won't believe were in development. Number 10, Time Crisis Adventure. Time Crisis is one of those games everyone forgets existed until you see the logo or hear the name again and then it's oh my god I remember playing this down my local arcade or in my bedroom as a kid so damn much. This and Point Blank on PS1 with the G-Con 45, to all who know what the F I'm talking about, I felt that too. With all of this popularity though, chances are you never thought of Time Crisis being anything other than a light gun game. Weirder still, how about a third person action adventure? Because that's precisely what Darkworks and Namco had intended for it. To release Time Crisis in a more story focused adventure format, where the player could really get to know the series heroes in a situation other than firing a bright pink handgun at a huge cracked CRT with the volume turned way up loud. The strangest thing though is that the game seemed to disappear into obscurity, whilst another title called Cold Fear appeared with a very similar framework to what was initially intended for Time Crisis Adventure. Cold Fear was a damn good RE4 style horror set on a boat full of zombies, and having found a new publisher in Ubisoft, we can either speculate that the IP was no longer on the table, or that they just wanted to head in a less established direction. All I know is, I would have totally gone for an Uncharted style adventure where my partner is screaming re 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 reload every few seconds. Number 9, Insane. Guillermo del Toro features twice in this list and it just goes to prove that even being a creative genius doesn't always safeguard you against cancellations and surprise cuts. Insane was a mysterious survival horror trilogy, quote unquote where every single action would make you question your own sense of morality and reality, so in no way ambitious like everything else del Toro tries to do which ends up getting cancelled. In the early 2010s though, THQ appeared to be taking a number of significant risks when it came to game releases, with them funding everything from an eldritch horror nightmare from Del Toro right through to the My First Wacom U-Draw tablet and software alongside. 
Unfortunately, the financial situation over at THQ reached breaking point and all of their IPs were redistributed. However, Insane did return to Del Toro, so if the King of Creepy himself decides at a later date that he'd like to revisit it, we'd all be more than grateful. Number 8, Cameo 2. Cameo Elements of Power is one of those games that if you played it, chances are you'll sing the praises of the concept, character design and scope. The problem was it maybe bit off a little bit more than it could chew and crumpled under the weight of its own ambition. The titular cameo is a young elf who during her journey finds 10 unique elemental spirits which help her transform into new creatures, each one novel and interesting in their own right. There's 40 Below, an abominable snowman who rolls along on a chunky snowball, Thermite, a timid ant with a cauldron of searing hot lava on its back, Rubble, a literal pile of stones, and a bunch more. Look, it was kinda lovable, to be honest, and alongside Crackdown gave early 360 adopters a bunch of awesome memories. In addition to that lofty ambition, some believed Cameo was too light-hearted for the Xbox brand, and those people likely have never played Animal Crossing. So the follow-up game was going to be a lot darker in tone, with a revamped art style to boot. During Cameo 2's development, discussions of new elements such as light and poison, reimagined characters like Thermite would become Atomite, a new nuclear elemental, and antagonists like the lizard-like Sargothans were only heating up, before the decision to cancel the whole thing wiped everything out. Cameo fans though, sound off down in the comments because chances are there's more of you than most people think. Number 7, Gotham by Gaslight. Want a one-sentence pitch for this? How about Batman vs. Jack the Ripper? Yep, one of the most novel ideas for a Batman game came from ditching the character's signature cutting-edge technology and taking him back to 1889. Based on the Gotham by Gaslight comic, here electricity obviously isn't as prevalent, impacting world design and even stealth too. Most people were using gas lanterns, so Batman worked up a fancy handheld torch and taser combo, which gave him the leg up in fights and sneaking around. Now this game actually made it further in development than most, and you can see footage of Gotham by Gaslight online, complete with menu, HUD and some revolutionary cape technology. Obviously Rocksteady's Arkham titles would go on to be the name in Batman games, but a steampunk Dark Knight with a flying machine, chunky goggles and a gas-powered chitty chitty bang bang Batmobile, I would totally still take this. Number 6. Streets of Rage Next Gen Now you probably associate Crackdown directly with Microsoft, but it actually came from the now shuttered Real-Time Worlds, a neat UK-based studio with some awesome ideas. After becoming ruffian games, they had the unenviable task of trying to make a Crackdown sequel in an eye-watering 8 months, but ruffian also decided to try their hands at the mighty Streets of Rage. This Streets of Rage prototype appeared to mix a hearty dose of nostalgic humour with a dark, more oppressive tone. The shift to 3D gameplay seemed to mimic other games in that subgenre, such as Fighting Force and a personal favourite, Urban Rain. It's easy to see the allure of punching digital dudes in the throat, I mean that's how I always like to beat duels regardless of whatever the hell we're playing, so this could have been quite the cathartic pleasure. But sadly for whatever reason, these sorts of games barely made it out of the 2000s whatsoever. It's a testament to the skill and efficiency of Ruffian that so much was created in such a short period of time. Dedicated 3D brawlers though, are you out there? Anywhere? Number 5, Mega Man Universe. Mega Man, or Rockman as he's known in Japan for some reason, maybe because there's no one bolder than him, is a pretty cool guy. Created by Dr. Lai to defeat Dr. Wily and his seemingly endless robot army, in a plot which is startlingly similar to Astro Boy, Mega Man has the unique ability to absorb the powers of whichever boss robot he defeats. Now imagine that setup but merged with Super Mario Maker. 
Imagine the ability to create your own series of Mega Man gauntlets with your own weird moving enemies that always seem to know exactly where you're going to be on Xbox 360. Yes, years before Nintendo would pioneer this idea of using established tile sets, level tropes and enemy placements to make custom worlds in your favourite franchises, Capcom were trying it too. Annoyingly, in retrospect, they never saw it through. But with the popularity of Mario Maker 1 and 2, Zelda having a rudimentary dungeon designer inside Link's Awakening, I kinda think this would still go down a treat. Number 4, Metallica the Game. Contrary to what you might think, Metallica the Game was not another Guitar Hero clone. Nor was it a whack-a-mole style setup where you played as Lars Ulrich trying to swat away everyday claims that he can't play Fight Fire with Fire anymore. No, this was actually a vehicular combat game, in the same vein as Twisted Metal or WWE Crush Hour. Players could jump out of their vehicles too, stealing a more murderous vehicle alongside, making this something of a destruction derby meets Grand Theft Auto hybrid with Metallica's music backing the carnage. There was a big focus on a massive variety of vehicles, and thanks to a semi-procedural customizer that also came with hundreds of armour, weapon and chassis pieces too. During the PS2 era, all of this would have been pretty damn mind-blowing. Number 3, Silent Hills. Now I will open this entry by saying, please sweet Lord Kojima, I've heard the rumours of you being involved in Sony's purchase of the Silent Hill IP from Konami, and I really just want that to be true. But for now, let's just assume that Silent Hills is forever cancelled. Because overall, Silent Hill the franchise has been in a bit of a rough patch. It's easy for us to criticise Konami for abusing this IP and relegating it to occasional slot machine decorations and pachinko fodder, but clearly it's still making a ton of money. Sadly, Konami making bank doesn't do anything for many fans' intense desires for more Silent Hill, which by this point is more intense than Harry Mason's desire to reconsider the IVF hallway from the first game. Though the later titles in the series were of varying quality, the arrival of PT, or playable teaser, saw fans return in droves, eager to get a taste of that deliciously macabre canapé for what would become Hideo Kojima, Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro's Silent Hill revival project. Of course, we all know what happened next, and after the dust settled on Kojima vs Konami, that rumour I mentioned at the start about Sony getting involved is probably the only way everything will be alright in the end. Save us, oh Sony old buddy, you're our only hope. Number 2, Fez 2. Fez features a world-bending protagonist who exists in 2D, but can rotate the world around them to reveal four different planes of a 3D world. It was immaculately designed, perfectly paced, and even has a whole secret language of symbols that you can eventually uncover and it will likely break your mind. Phil Fish, one of the game's developers, was something of a turbulent presence in the industry, having appeared in Indie Game the Movie, and subsequently then having an ongoing spat with several journalists, who called him out for bad behaviour when communicating with both his colleagues and the general public. We can only presume that Fez 2 would have been another masterpiece, but it wasn't to be. Fish was so incensed during all these various ongoing feuds that he unceremoniously and very dramatically cancelled the game, telling journalist Marcus Beer to, and I quote, compare your life to mine and then kill yourself. Followed shortly by, I'm done, Fez 2 is cancelled, goodbye. Phil Fish, we hardly knew you. And number one, the next perfect dark project. They may take large breaks in between releasing new IP, but Rare are always juggling scores of awesome prototypes that most of the world will never get to see. One short-lived idea was a project related to the Perfect Dark universe. Using a few of the Perfect Dark Zero models, a gym that the developers had set up featured a unique and satisfying focus on first-person locomotion, 
with cool new manoeuvres such as mounting, rolling, sliding and taking damage, all in a first person perspective. Imagine a super intense Mirror's Edge with PvP and everyone staying on the move, and you're halfway there. I think. One of Rare's ex-developers Tommy Miller noted his favourite thing to see was the main player character getting hit by a huge ball and chain hanging from the ceiling, and then being first person ragdolled back into the wall. Unfortunately, this unique selling point of first person mobility would be overshadowed by the announcement and release of Mirror's Edge, which stole the prototype's thunder and it was subsequently laid to rest. Whether or not the team decides to revive Perfect Dark again in the future, that is still up in the air. I will just be a little sad that we never got the rolling, strolling, ten-pin, human bowling, first-person Joanna Dark adventure that might have been. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 